We continue our series, The Seven Signs of the Gospel of John. This morning, we're looking at the feeding of the 5,000. And I've challenged all of us to think about four questions as we look at each of these signs. And for John, a uh, sign is both a miracle and a message. So uh, first of all, what does it tell us about people? What does it tell us about Jesus? What is it saying to me? And who else might need to hear this message of hope? So I, I invite you to reflection this morning. We are in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. And this is the sign of the feeding of the 5,000. After this, Jesus went on to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large cloud was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each one of them just to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have them sit down. Now there was much grass in this place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, as I said, we are looking at the sign of the feeding of the 5,000 this morning. I heard the story of this farmer who invited his pastor friend to a breakfast group. And so at the breakfast group, the farmer was asked to say the blessing. And the farmer began the blessing by saying, Lord, you know, I don't like lard. And the pastor thought to himself, oh my God, where's this going? And then the farmer said, you know, Lord, I don't like buttermilk either. And the pastor winced again. And then the farmer said, Lord, I don't like raw flour. <laughs> But then the farmer said, but you know, Lord, when they mix them together and they make biscuits, mm, I love those biscuits and gravy. And uh, the pastor began to reflect on that and think to himself, you know, sometimes the Lord does teach us some lessons from food. And so when you look at this passage this morning, I think this is a great lesson from food about Jesus and about how God works in our lives. And so I invite you to walk back into this story this morning. Uh, the setting of this story is that Jesus had crossed over the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. They had climbed up to a mountainside. Uh, legend has it, history has it, tradition has it, that it was uh, the uh, Mount of the Beatitudes, probably. We know that there is also a church there to this day that is called the Church of the Feeding of the Multitude. And there's a, there's a stone that's there, and they believe this may even have been the place where Jesus blessed the bread, and uh, the miracle started to take place. Regardless, it's uh, beautiful to walk into this story. And when you look at this story, the first thing that I notice is that uh, the people are coming there, and Jesus looks out, and 
told us about 5,000 men. So there's a large crowd. And Jesus sees that they have need. And I think that's amazing in itself because a lot of us want to look away when there's needs that overwhelm us and we feel under-resourced. But in this moment, Jesus not only sees the need, but I see the first spiritual lesson in this, which is that Jesus wants to involve us in the meeting of those needs by us using our gifts and talents. And so uh, when you look at that this morning, Jesus first looks to Philip once he sees the need, and asks Philip what he's going to do. And it's just to test his faith, right? And it says that Jesus knew what he was going to do, but he wanted to challenge Philip and to stretch his faith. Now, it, it says, a lot of translations say to test his faith, but other translations say to stretch his faith. Have you ever been in a place where God is trying to stretch your faith by looking at the needs around you? And so Philip is trying to uh, grasp this need and to grasp how it might be met, and Jesus is working in his life. And then Andrew jumps in, and Andrew says, there's a boy here with five loaves and tube fish. But that's not enough, right? You know, uh, and Jesus even said, you know, one of them said that there's, you know, 200 denarii would not be enough to even give someone a little bit of uh, a morsel, basically is what it says of bread. But then Andrew says, in, in a modest step of faith, here's a boy with five loaves and two fishes. I wonder if the other disciples snickered at that. <laughs> or the crowd, like, what? <laughs> are, are you kidding? And, and Jesus doesn't, though. Jesus involves a little boy. So we see Philip, we see Andrew, we see this little boy who's got five loaves and two fishes. And I think in our own lives, God wants to involve us. Now, Jesus could have done a different miracle where he didn't involve anybody, but Jesus chose to use Philip and Andrew and this little boy. And it reminds us that Jesus wants to bring all of us into this picture. I, I love uh, hearing the kids sing out here in Sunday school. I love it even more when they sing in, uh, in worship, which they'll be doing in a few weeks. And I love hearing them uh, listen to the story and interact because it reminds us that kids, too, have a place in worship and a very important place in worship as well. And as do the whole range, young, old, in between, God wants to involve us all in the needs of the world. And I know as we look around the world, so many of us feel maybe like Philip. Uh, look at all the needs around us. We feel under-resourced and overwhelmed and we don't know what to do. But many times, Jesus wants to use whatever gift and talent that we have. It may only feel like five loaves and two fish, but with God's blessing, amazing things can happen. And that's the second lesson that I see here, is that when we trust God for God to bless abundantly, amazing things can happen and needs can be met. And so this little boy gives Jesus the five loaves and two fishes. Man, would I love to be there in that moment. And uh, to see the smile on that boy, because kids, you know, sometimes get things that you and I don't, right? Kids, you know, at least I'm part of this, right? I'm part of the picture here. And so Jesus takes the five loaves and two fishes, and Jesus blesses them, right? And then he begins to um, give those out, and I think the disciples help too, we see. And God loves to multiply as well as to add. Don't you love multiplication as well? And so this is sort of a multiplication moment for the multitude, if you will. And I don't think it happened all at once. Like, bam, there was, uh, you know, all these uh, baskets full of, of loaves and fishes. I think it happened as people shared. And as people shared, then it was multiplied and divided and bounty was met in that moment. And I think it's that way in our lives, too. 
Many times we may feel, as we look around the world today, that the needs are so overwhelming, both locally and globally, that we just don't have the resources. But if we offer our five loaves and two fishes and ask for God's blessing, and then just begin to take a step of faith, as this boy did, really as Andrew did, and all the disciples as they're handing this out, then we can see that amazing things happen in that moment. And I don't think it's just people eating. I also think it's the fellowship. So many of us, we have missed fellowship over the pandemic. And as the pandemic subsides here, we've had a great time in the Dining with Jesus series in the Wednesday evening. We got together. Uh, the wedding in Cana was this past Wednesday, and we're looking forward to uh, dinner with Zacchaeus this coming Wednesday. But it was so great to see people just fellowship and break bread together because sometimes that is a healing miracle in itself, as you and I share with each other, especially with God's blessing. So uh, as we fellowship, as we share, I think amazing things can happen. And even the most insignificant things uh, with God's blessing can do amazing things. You, you probably remember the story of the widow and her mite, and uh, all these people were given, and this widow gives one mite, that's less than a penny. And uh, Jesus uh, sort of signals her out to the disciples and says, look at this woman, this widow, who's giving all that she has in this moment. And I think with God's blessing, that can do amazing things. So it's the young, it's the old, all of us in between whatever gifts and talents we have, if we take a step of faith and we ask for God's blessing, amazing things can happen and the multitude of needs can be filled. There's something else that I see here uh, that I think sometimes people miss, which is at the end of that, there's plenty left over. And it says there that Jesus didn't want anything to be wasted. And so Jesus asked them to put everything that was left over into baskets and 12 baskets were left over. And I wonder sometimes what happened to those 12 baskets. Well, I think, first of all, Jesus didn't any, want any waste to happen. And I think that's really important in our world today. Uh, many times we look around at the ways, and Jesus is saying, maybe Jesus told them, okay, take this basket to the homeless shelter. Take this basket to Isaiah 117 house, right? Take this basket to over here to the retirement home that doesn't have as much resources. Take this basket over here to the person who's, uh, you know, um, in home and they can't get out. And so people were ministered to who weren't even there. And we think about uh, the message of stewardship that's here today. Because God has created this world and made us stewards, sort of gardeners, literally, of the world. And so we need to steward the resource that God has blessed us with personally, as well as the entire creation. And in this moment, I think it's sort of a microcosm of that is Jesus instructs them to, to not waste anything, literally is what Jesus is saying. And then the people who were blessed got to share that with other people, right? And I think many times when we get blessed, we enjoy blessing other people. So they went and they shared that to other people who might be in need. And I love it today that we had a, a mission moment for our Isaiah 117 house, which is a, a local ministry that's developing here in our community as well as other communities. And it ministers to kids that are going into the foster care system through, through no fault of their own. Uh, they've been displaced. Maybe something happened to their parent or guardian. And uh, they're in this shock moment of their life, and they have strangers and good social workers. Don't get me wrong, but you're in an office. You can only imagine what's going through their minds. But to have a moment to go with a caring family to a home where they're given um, a place to sleep, where they're given a, a meal, where they're given resources if they need food or clothes, whatever it is, they're taken care of in God's name. And I think that's a way for us to bless local people in need, young kids who, uh, who need our ministering too. 
And then if you're like me and you feel overwhelmed as you look at TV, particularly the last couple of weeks, if we look at the uh, heartbreak and devastation in Ukraine and the war there, and it, it's just heartbreaking um, for the lives that are lost and uh, the devastation that's going on, the injustice that's there. And we see people that are in dire need in the country for just food and clothes, as well as refugees in Poland and other countries. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to take a special offering, and uh, that is going to go towards uh, refugees, the Ukrainian, Ukrainian refugees, both in Ukraine and in Poland and other places. And we've had a generous donor who said there's a, there's a match for that for $1,000. And so that's another way to multiply gifts. But I love the fact that just in two weeks, we can minister to a need locally and we can minister to a need globally. There's lots of other needs as well, but sometimes when we are overwhelmed by the needs, whether we're looking, uh, those around our community, or we're looking worldwide, we just feel like, I just want to give up, right? But the truth is, if we're like this little boy with five loaves and two fishes, and we give whatever it is that we have to give and ask for God's blessing together, not just as individuals, but as a community faith, we can do amazing things because God is still at work today. Jesus is still feeding the multitude through us. Jesus is still blessing our gifts and talents and doing amazing things, just asking us to trust him, to use our gifts and talents, and to offer what we have. Well, the third lesson that I learned here is that Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. If you look just a few verses beyond this, in verses 30 and following, the disciples are reflecting on these, on these signs, which is a sign is a miracle plus a message. And they're trying to think deeper, and Jesus draws them into this conversation. And Jesus begins to reflect on the children of Israel as they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. And Jesus begins to reflect on the manna that was their daily um, meal that they had. And Jesus looks at the disciples and said, I am the bread of life. The one who believes in me will never hunger. And in that moment, I think Jesus is taking that profound miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and magnifying it a thousandfold so that we can see God meets our daily needs, whether they're physical needs, emotional needs, relational needs. Uh, all those things, God is able to meet us, but we have to trust him daily and walk with him daily, even as the Israelites had to daily go out and get their manna. And you recall that Jesus instructed us in the Lord's Prayer to pray, for our daily bread. And interestingly enough, in John's gospel, there's not only seven signs of the gospel of John, there's also seven I am statements of Jesus. And recall the I am statement, uh, when Moses asked the name of God, uh, God said, my name is Jehovah, or literally Yahweh. And uh, it literally is, I am that I am. In other words, and, and there's different names used throughout the Hebrew scriptures about who God is as God progressively reveals himself and in the New Testament. But in John's gospel, John specifically names seven times when Jesus said, I am. And this is one of them, that God himself, the creator of all that is, is here. I am the bread of life. The sign is pointing that way for us to see, and not only for us to see, but for us to see and believe that Jesus is the bread of life. What need do you have today where you feel hungering in your spiritual heart, where you feel perhaps uh, hungering in relationship, hungering in helping the needs of the world around us, or just hungering for direction in life? Jesus is the bread of life, and Jesus is the only one who can meet that need.
Today, as we're reflecting, not just on the needs of the world around us in this moment and our own personal needs, take a look at this story. Even reflect on it day to day this week and ask God to make it real to you and to think about how you might be able to offer your five loaves and two fishes, whatever you have, and that in so doing, in that step of faith, you believe that Jesus can and will bless it abundantly and multiply it to help meet the needs of those around you locally, globally, and even in your own life and in your own family. And then trust him to do that. And then to realize that Jesus is the bread of life who comes to meet our daily needs. Trust him to do that. Our creator come to us, even as the children of Israel wandered through the wilderness of life and were met in their daily needs. And Jesus challenged from the Mount of the Beatitudes to daily trust God and encourage us to pray to do that. I encourage all of us to do that and to take this sign to heart, not just the miracle, but the message. I'm going to close with this true story, which I love. Back in 1884, a young girl ventured from her home in the neighborhood to the neighborhood church. And it was a Baptist church that was there. And she went into the Sunday school, or she started going to Sunday school, and it was full of kids. And she didn't know anyone. And she was so scared in that moment uh, because it was so overflowing and she didn't think there was enough room for her. She left and she began to cry. But as she was walking away, the pastor saw her, Pastor uh, Russell Conwell, and he asked her name and she said, my name is Hattie Mae Wyatt. And he asked her what was wrong. She said it was, the Sunday school was too small, there's too many kids. And so he walked her back into the Sunday school and said, there's plenty of room for you here. And she found a home. And for the next two years, she was six years old, for the next two years, she faithfully attended the church and the Sunday school. And then, sadly, at eight years old, she died. And her parents were so brokenhearted, but they asked the pastor, Pastor Conwell, to do the funerals for her. And so the pastor agreed to do so. And, and he had the beautiful memorial service. And after the memorial service, the parents came up to the pastor and said, you know, Pastor Conwell, uh, we found this little bag next to uh, Hattie Mae's bed, and it has 57 cents in it, and it had a little note to build bigger for more kids. And so the pastor was so touched by that moment. And so he decided what he was going to do after some prayer was he was going to take all that money. There was uh, just change, and some of it was pennies, but he took all of it and made it into pennies. And then he auctioned off that 57 cents and shared the story of Hattie Mae. And from that 57 cents, they got $250 in the auction. And then he took that $250, and he made all that into pennies and auctioned those off. And he did that a number of times, and they formed the Hattie Mae Society and started to do some amazing things and to build and to minister more and more. 26 years later, the pastor got up and delivered one of his closing sermons to a large group of people on what 57 cents could build. And he shared Hattie Mae's story again and the story of the Hattie May Society or Hattie May Foundation. He said, with that 57 cents and God's blessing, that a new sanctuary in Sunday school had been built, a church that seats 5,600 people, and uh, that God was blessing that. And in addition to that, that uh, they had also built a hospital uh, across the street. And in addition to the hospital, which had ministered to thousands of people, they started a university. And uh, the university administered thousands of people. And so it was Temple Baptist Church. It was Temple Hospital. 
and Temple University in Philadelphia today, as you know. And from that, over 2,000 ministers, and that was back in the early 1900s, had gone across overseas and ministered to the needs of people around the world because of a young girl whose heart's desire was to help other people, and she saw the need, and she gave what she could. Today, as you and I are overwhelmed and often feel under-resourced, know that God sees the need too. God sees your need, each of our needs, and God sees the needs of our community, our family, the world. But if we're faithful and are willing to look at the need and willing to share what we have and ask for God's blessing, there's no telling what God to do. So today and this week, know that Jesus is also our bread of life, and Jesus will help us meet not only our needs, but share from our abundance and be a blessing to others. Would you join me in prayer? Let me thank you for this story that invites us into a partnership with you. Lord, we're so thankful that you do see our needs and see the needs of all those around us. And you invite us to share our gifts and talents. And even though we feel overwhelmed and under-resourced, we know that with your blessing that we can touch the needs of others. So help us to do that. Help us to walk with you daily and have you minister to our hunger and help us to share a blessing to those day to day. We pray this in Christ's name. And all God's people said, amen.